but but mm-hmm. carrying the whole show myself, like I just felt like I wasn't enough. And I think a lot of artists deal with that because, you know, sometimes maybe people will make comments like, you know, you're it's just you and your guitar. It's just you and your piano. Like it's not very entertaining, but we as a solo artist can be entertaining. We just have to think these things out. We have to plan out, you know, the whole Tom Jackson idea of moments and Mm -hmm. variety within your show and moving on purpose and, you know, making it visually interesting. Like once I actually dove into Tom Jackson's method Mm-hmm. That really helped me a lot. And I felt more confident being alone on stage. And it's true. And it's it's interesting because that was one of your big fears. But you, I guess you worked on that. And that, you know, as I read things about you, that's like one of your strengths is that you really do command, you know, you have a commanding presence and just um, are very comfortable sharing who you are. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Indie Interactive, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. My name is Bree Noble, and I am so excited to be with you this morning. I've got a friend with me this morning, and boy, did we have tech issues getting ready for this. So we're sorry we're a little bit late this morning, Um, but this is someone who works on my team Beth Matthew, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and why I have her on here, but it's actually um, kind of fun reason. She's going to be interviewing me. So we kind of had a conversation a little while back about, um, you know, frustration as an artist, feeling very um, like you have a lot of mental blocks and self-confidence issues and fears and, you know, I certainly went through a lot of that in the beginning and I know um, Beth would be willing to say that she's been through her share of that. And I know all of you have been through it, whether you're in it right now or, you know, you've pushed through that. But I think we always have that a little bit in the background, you know, these self-confidence issues, these feeling like, who am I to book myself? Who am I to ask somebody to put me on their stage? So um, that's going to come out a little bit this morning in the fact that Beth is going to interview me and kind of ask me some questions about my experience as an artist. I thought it would be kind of fun to do it in this format. Um, I see many of you guys are showing up. Thank you so much. Thanks for waiting an extra five minutes since we're a little bit late. Um, But as we're going through this and as I'm answering some questions that she has, if you have any questions that come up or if anything I say really resonates with you, I'd really appreciate it if you would put that in the chat and if you would maybe give us some hearts and that kind of stuff. Um, And if you know any other musicians that you think, you know, are really struggling right now with that confidence, that what I like to call imposter syndrome, where we're like, how, you know, I'm not good enough. Like I look at every other artist and I'm not on their level. If that is you and you know somebody that's going through that, tag them 
share this with them. And I know they'll appreciate it. And I would really appreciate it as well. So a little bit about Beth. Um, Beth started, started working on my team, I think back in February of this year. And she's done a variety of things. Um, she does some research for me. She um, works with some of the, um, she helps with the review board of on the women of substance team. And most importantly, she's the community manager for the female indie musician community. And I know many of you are in that community. She's also a member of the female musician Academy, which is how we met to begin with. So um, she has, I've had her on here before. She has a fantastic CD. She um, kind of came into her artist artist dumb, you know, into her um, really into her own as an artist and getting out, getting her music out there later in life, like many of us. I mean, I was 33 and, you know, many people say that that's late. Some of us, you know, some people I know are just getting into the artist realm when they're in their 40s and 50s. And I think that's awesome. You know, there is a market for all of you guys. So, you know, just to, to tell you that that's kind of where she comes from and, she, um, you know, she's she's raised her family and just as as I have while doing this artist journey. And so that's that's kind of where these questions are going to come from, from her side and you know, maybe some of the stuff that she learned from me that has helped her. So, Beth, why don't, I know you have a few questions for me. Why don't you take it away? Hopefully I've given you a chance to recover from all of our tech hiccups. <laughs> Yes, thank you so yes, thank you so much, Bree. And it is just an honor and a privilege to interview this morning. Um, and I had to laugh to myself as as we're talking, as you'll be talking about overcoming fear and lack of self-confidence in artists. And then, you know, my computer like wasn't working all of a sudden when it's time <laughs> to do this. So this is just the kind of thing, you know, that happens to me a lot of times. And um it can, it can shake your confidence, but I was really impressed. I mean, I've been very impressed with you, Brie, all along, um, but I think it would be really helpful to uh, everyone tuned in today just to learn more about you as an artist. I remember when I joined the female indie musician community, I really had no idea that you were a, a musician and a, just a very talented musician and vocalist, and so I, I think you posted something on your, um, your Facebook, a video clip of you singing, and I commented to you, and I was just like, wow, like you're incredible. And then I started researching you and just found out, um, you know, about your talent. And then recently you did a, uh, a blog for Bandzoogle and asked me if I would review that and just give suggestions. And I had absolutely no suggestions because it was, it was amazing. So um, I guess the biggest question I have for you is, uh, could you share with us a little bit about your artist journey and some obstacles that you overcame as an artist or that some, maybe some fears that you had? Sure. So, I mean, this actually all kind of came to fruition because I was recently on a radio show, LA Talk Radio, and it's just, it's been a while since I've really done anything as an artist like that and talked about my artist experience just because I'm so focused on helping you guys. Um, but it mm -hmm. is good to know that I am an artist. So, and even though I don't perform a ton right now, I still do perform occasionally and I still have tons of experience of being in the trenches like you guys are now. So 
Um, my experience, you know, started, I was always a singer, as many of you have been, always loved music. I really got heavily involved in high school and choirs, and mm -hmm. it got me the chance to get out there and start performing as a soloist and stuff. And that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, there was one particular time when I was in high school when, and I think I put this in a blog somewhere, um, when mm -hmm. I was... I had to, perf we performed in front of this huge room full of Marines in wow. uh, San Diego. And it, uh, and it was crazy because these Marines are like, hoo, 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 hoo. you know, they're going crazy. They're like super loud. And at the end of the show, I had this solo where you like go out on the front of the stage or in spotlight, it's really quiet and, you know, and all this. And so they were going crazy through the whole show like this. And then when I came out to do my thing, I was like petrified, you know, because there's all, there's all these guys and, you know, sure. they were making cat calls and all these things. And I go out there to the front of the stage and the song, you know, is really quiet and beautiful. It's a piano and everything. And they were still kind of going crazy. But as soon as I started to sing, they stopped. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the wow. first time I remember like having confidence on stage that like I can mm -hmm. move an audience. And so mm -hmm. that, I think that really like pushed me through all those years when I didn't have an audience and I didn't know how to get myself out there. Um, but, you know, the biggest one, and I've talked about this a lot in different places, but mm -hmm. going to college and, and having a degree in music and then leaving school and having absolutely no clue what to do. I remember, you know, I got, I just got engaged after college and we moved down to Orange County and my husband was going, you know, was a, um, getting his doctorate at UC Irvine. And so I didn't have a mm -hmm. job yet. And I was really wanting to do stuff in music, but I didn't know how. And I remember just like sitting in our apartment, like way before Google and stuff, but basically doing the best I could to like find resources to like, how can I do music in this place that I don't know anyone? You know, I had no contacts in Orange County. I didn't know anybody and I just wow. felt completely lost and I had no mm -hmm. community. I didn't know any other musicians and there was no like online community back then. So, cause this is in the mid nineties. And okay. so I was just like really lost for a long time. And I was, I was grasping at straws, you know, answering um, ads on the recycler and, you know, trying to put myself in these positions where, you know, someone else has this music opportunity and I can just fit into it. And so many times, like, you know, when you talk to people on the recycler, you don't know what they're like They're, And I had many experiences of people just completely flaking out. And, you know, there was one oh band that I was in where um, it was all guys and me and I was mm -hmm. a lead singer and I just really didn't fit in with them personality wise. And um, in 1999, my grandpa died. And so I said, well, I got, I can't be at band practice because I have to go to the funeral. And I went up to Northern California for the funeral and I came back and I didn't hear anything from them. And the next week band practice, I showed up. No mm -hmm. one was there. Like it, the, oh we goodness. used to do it in the, in there. And this guy's like business in the back of his business. And it was totally dark. The doors were locked. No one was there. And I never heard from them again. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Freak. I guess, I guess wow. that's a sign that I don't belong with this band. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Well, I admire, I appreciate you sharing things like this because I think all of us face, you know, these like supposedly they feel like crushing moments and you could have easily like given up and said, wow, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this, but you didn't. And so that was, that was just one thing that you went through. So can you share, I guess, some more um, about, I guess, I know, I know you have the degree, you have a double degree. It's, it's incredible. You have a degree in business and in music, uh, you know, concentration in finance and accounting. Um, but um, I guess uh, one thing that really impressed me, I know that you've had uh, some other obstacles that you've overcome with your, your music career uh, as far as even some health type issues. I, I hope I'm not jumping in too soon on that. I know. Um, but could you just share a little bit about that and how, you know, how you've overcome that or how you're dealing with those things? Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I told you like pretty much anything is fair game. Um, okay. So I did say except my sex life. So uh, yeah, <laughs> and she was we'll fine with that. There. Yeah, we yeah. won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but um as far as my as far as my health issues I mean I have like I have dealt with um you know vi- visual issues as as I've been you know ever since birth you know I've had vision that's not as good as other people and so that's always been mm-hmm. something that's been a difficulty and something that could have held me back um as well like when I was 30 I developed Crohn's disease and that was you know, it was just another thing to add to the pile of, of frustrations. Right before I started having kids, I found out that I had Crohn's disease. And oh it's the kind of thing, um, you know, it's an inflammatory bowel disease. And it's the kind of thing that can really, really hold you back if, if you let it. You can, you know, you can be basically housebound. And I was hospitalized several times um, during that, that period. But the thing is oh that that is what really was the catalyst for me because it was like that thing that pushed me over the edge and said like look you know mm-hmm. there's a chance that you could be suffering from this disease for the rest of your life and what if you could never go out and work again what if you could never you know do anything that you're doing now because i was working full time mm-hmm. at the opera then and i thought to myself mm-hmm. okay well then if I've only got so much time left, then what do I really want to do with my life and my career? And of course, Mm -hmm. you know, music was the thing that just kept coming to me, even though at this point I'd had so many failed band experiences and so many, um, you know, duos and trios and things that didn't work out and things that I tried. um, I hadn't Mm -hmm. tried being a solo performer yet. And that day in the Mm -hmm. hospital, I said to myself, you know what, this is the one thing that I haven't done. Like I haven't gone out on a limb and really, really put myself out there. And at this point, Mm -hmm. I almost have nothing to lose. So why not do it? And that's what really gave me the push. After I got out of the hospital, that was when I started down this path of you know, I'm going to start booking myself, I'm going to record, I'm going to do all of those things that I hadn't done before, because I was being held back by fear and all these mental blocks of I'm not good enough on my own. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing, that's just really amazing, Bree. Did you also write a song that came out of that? I mean, you probably wrote a lot of songs, 
but it seemed like I remember reading about yeah your I did the the it ended up being the, <clears throat> the lead track for my healing waters album and it was I was written in the hospital you know and it's just wow it's just one of those things where you you know it's it's like do or die so that was kind of where I was like, you know, I need this healing. And if I, you know, recover from this, then I'm focusing my life on music and my career and um, talking to others about the struggles that I've been through and encouraging them. And that was kind of what my whole music career was based around is encouraging people and um, you know, it's interesting, Beth and I have had these conversations because that's kind of what she does as well. But mm-hmm. it, I was out there encouraging people and giving them confidence and helping them push through fears while I was doing it myself. You know, I was not, it's not like I was past all of it while this was going on. I still had several bouts of Crohn's disease and ended up back in the hospital a couple of times while I was performing. You know, oh I, I had my second pregnancy while I, my schedule was completely full and I had booked out like the entire year without knowing I was pregnant, you know, and then having to, I just remember like driving around Northern California, being sick as a dog, trying to get to my next performance because oh. I had booked these and like, I had worked really hard to, to build up mm-hmm. this, this roster of bookings. And, you know, it had started to be much easier than it was in the beginning. And I didn't want to lose that. And I didn't want to lose any of those. So, you know, I just pushed through it. Sure. Well, you're, you're really a remarkable person and you're an inspiration to so many. Um, and I just, I love how you were able um, to do that, like to take something that was really hard for you and to turn that into something um, that it didn't keep you from pursuing your passion and your dream, but it, it seems like that's what fueled it even further. Like you said, like you were in the hospital and you realized, you know, what if you only have a certain amount of time left? So I really admire you. And I think there's many of us who are listening, who will be listening to this podcast who are going through struggles right now. Yeah. Who, I see some people saying, and Michelle says she can relate. Okay. Um, and yeah. Jesse says, yep, you know, yes, I see a lot of yeses in here. That's awesome. Okay, well, great. Um, I think, you know, even for me, like, I, I keep, sometimes I'll find myself waiting until all these trials and all these things are done. But just even hearing you say that you were out there doing it in the midst of it. Yeah, pretty much that- there is no done. I've decided. I mean, <laughs> okay. because as soon as you feel like you've gotten through something else, Uh I mean, and there's all, I mean, with the timeline of life, you know, pretty soon it's going to be, okay, my aging parents, I have to deal with that issue. And I know Beth is dealing with that right now, you know, there's going to be, and then it's going to be my kids in college or my kids getting married or whatever it is. There's always going to be some trial that's going to be holding you back from doing music, or you're going to think, well, I'm so busy with this thing. You know, that's kind of one reason I did this did this Mm -hmm. post about having a day job. And I've tried to make it clear that like, it's not just about the physical day job. Like many of us, you know, when I first started, my day job was taking care of my, my Mm two-year-old. And that was like a full-time job for me because I was a new mom, you know, and I was also working on the side, still working for the opera part-time. And so I did basically have a full-time job and I could have easily said, well, once my child goes to school and then I'd have another child and I'd be like, okay, once that child goes to school, well, pretty soon I'd be, you know, that now we'd be up to only a couple of years ago. You know, my second child went to kindergarten three years ago. So, you know, I, I could have easily been putting it off and rationalizing it. And I think we just have to get over that hump. 
Right. What, um, yeah. And you're such a great role model for many of us. I know, you know, I, I look at your, your journey and mine and we've had some similarities, you know, um, my, and you helped me develop a signature concert, um, you know, for my clear vision album. And then you had a program called you are my vision and, uh, anyway, but you have a beautiful voice, a beautiful, um, you're very talented. And I, I just want to let, let the listeners know, too, I was researching you a little bit. I don't want to embarrass you, but <laughs> you were named Best Female Performer at the Inland Empire Music Awards in Southern California. Okay, let me just show you. This is the cheesy <laughs> award that I got. It's right there on the wall. It is like the cheesiest looking award, but it was, oh. it was cool to win it. You know, you got to oh. put it on your, your bio. It's That's the best part. Oh sure, and and you um and you have just that your um, stage presence. Uh, it says you have powerful vocals and commanding stage presence of captured audiences at large venues such as Saddleback Church, also the Dodger Stadium, which a lot of people know about that. Um, but your style's been compared to Jenny Owen, Sarah Groves, Mark Schultz, Casting Crowns. Um, but you have just a, a beautiful voice. And I'm going to put a plug in for you because there's an opening coming up. I think it's at next Wednesday, Brie, that your music, one of your songs will be playing on the podcast. Uh, yes, I finally, I mean, my mom is always like, <laughs> why don't you put your own music on your podcast? And I usually do in the holiday season because I have a full album of holiday music. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, because I did this radio show the other day and they were playing my music on the radio show and, you know, they, I got such a great reaction to it. It's like, yeah, you know, I really should at least get my music out there sometimes it's kind of weird to put it on your own show but you know every once in a while yeah I think it's great I heard, and I heard that interview the LA talk radio interview and that was that was excellent um I guess I'm wondering like the mental blocks and self-confidence issues that you had can you describe maybe some of the fears or some of the the ways you felt and um you know, that you're comfortable sharing that might, the audience members might be able to relate to. Yeah. I mean, I think one of them is just being alone on a stage. Like I just felt really uncomfortable with that idea. And even Mm -hmm. though it's kind of crazy, but I guess I did as a, I think it's different because I was a classical soloist. So when I did classical solos, I felt totally comfortable on the stage But Mm -hmm. when I was singing like contemporary music, I was so used to performing with a band because I did that in college. I performed with an acapella group. I performed with, we had a band as well. Uh, We did contemporary music and performed all around um, the Western States. And I was totally used to that, Mm -hmm. but but Mm -hmm. carrying the whole show myself, like I just felt like I wasn't enough. And I think a lot of artists deal with that because you know, sometimes maybe people will make comments like, you know, you're it's just you and your guitar. It's just you and your piano. Like it's not very entertaining, but we as a solo artist can be entertaining. We just have to think these things out. We have to plan out, you know, the whole Tom Jackson idea of moments and Mm -hmm. variety within your show and moving on purpose and, you know, making it visually interesting. Like, once I actually dove into Tom Jackson's method, mm-hmm. that really helped me a lot. And I felt more confident being alone on stage, but that, that was a big one. 
That's great. He's, he's super. I, um, yeah, I heard him, saw him and got, um, saw him down in Nashville to conference and, and applied a lot of what he says. And, and it's true. And it's, it's interesting because that was one of your big fears, but you, I guess you worked on that and that, you know, as I read things about you, that's like one of your strengths is that you really do command, you know, you have a commanding presence and just um, are very comfortable sharing who you are. You don't pretend to be anybody else. And maybe that's something that a lot of us struggle with is just um, being comfortable in our own skin, you know, um, you know, even today I'm like looking, I have, you know, it looks like everything's all perfect here in my house, but I, you know, I had something fall off of the counter a while ago and it like smashed this glass. Uh, like I know uh, it was uh, our blender. Like that's never happened. Yeah. We have ceramic tile and my husband's been making like these healthy shakes. So, <laughs> but anyway, I was like, ah, you know, so it just, we live in an imperfect world and there's, you know, life happens, things are difficult and just learning to be comfortable with who we are, with our struggles or trials, um, our flaws um, and, and our strengths and, you know, developing our strengths. So um, share, I guess, can you share with us um, just, I guess, as far as, Confidence. Have you always been a confident person or is that something that you've developed over time? I have had, I mean, I have had to really be confident from Mm -hmm. a young age because of having, you know, more difficulty, you know, visual difficulty than other people. I had to have the confidence to say to the teacher, like, I need to sit in the front or I can't read the board or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in, in college, I had to say to my accounting teacher, like, I need to take my test in a separate area because this room is too dark or whatever it is, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where I had to develop it. But I, you know, that was another thing I was thinking of is like, I did try to be somebody else on stage because I thought, well, at least on stage, you know, maybe people won't even know about that. And and I can be a totally different person and I won't have to deal with that issue. Mm -hmm. And and so that was one reason I think I would try to like be in all these bands. And, you know, I, I did a blog post about when I was in this one band um, and it was like this alternative rock band, which is totally not my style. Right. I, I, I can do it, but it's not mm-hmm. really my thing. I mean, I'm a classically trained vocalist and to be singing like, you know, like somebody like Pearl Jam or something, it like doesn't make any sense. Right. But that mm-hmm. was this, this band and, you know, I got talked into it and it looked like a great opportunity and all that. And I look at the pictures of myself from that we took from our photo shoot. And I'm like, this is so not me, like this doesn't wow. make any sense, but I was so, you know, afraid to be authentic and myself. And I think that has, was the big shift when I finally went into my solo career and it took me time to develop this. I did not have it right away. Um, Mm -hmm. But breaking down that wall between me and the audience, that was a huge thing because, and that's one reason I'm such a huge proponent of house concerts and things like that, because Mm -hmm. I think that that is just such an amazing experience when you've got that give and take with the artist And that's what I try to create. I mean, I like to perform at smaller venues of 100 people or less. But even if I'm in a bigger place, I try to create that that feeling of give and take and that not there's a wall between me and them because Mm -hmm. then and and I and it took me a while. Like at first I thought, you know, I need to have this stage persona and I need to be like aloof and, you know, and, and they need to like 
you know, be in awe of me like I'm a rock star, which is so ridiculous that I really think that, you know, I don't know if I really thought that exactly, but, you know, I had these uh-huh. ideas in my mind of what, what performers were. And, sure. and I thought to myself, well, I need, I can't seem exactly like them because then they won't respect me as a performer. And what mm-hmm. I learned over time is that if I go out and mingle with the audience and talk to them before I get on the stage, and they see me as a real person, then they react so much better to me on the stage than feeling like there's this us and them mentality. Yeah. Well, that's great, Brie. Thanks for sharing that because you are, you are so authentic. And I think that's one thing that um, really brought me to your, your indie group and Academy. And so just to hear, you know, how that maybe was a struggle for you. I think that's encouraging to me. I'm sure it's encouraging to a lot of ladies, a lot of people listening today, um, you know, just to be, become comfortable with who they are. And, um, yeah. And when you do that, you do have to have the confidence to be okay when there are the occasional haters or the occasional, like, you know, snide comments or whatever, you know, about Mm -hmm. you, because it will happen. Like if you put yourself out there, it will happen. But you know, when Mm -hmm. I was in my 20s, I didn't have the, you know, internal strength to handle that. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember like when I released my first CD, and um, my mom like took it to the local radio station in her town that I had grown up listening to. And nice. I was like, I haven't heard from them. I haven't heard from them. And my mom called them up and, and the, the DJ guy was like, oh, no, we're not going to play it. She doesn't really have a good voice. And my oh. mom's like, okay, of all the things that you could say, like, that doesn't even make any sense because that is nothing that I've ever heard. You know, everybody says I have a good voice. Maybe they don't like my style or, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't think the production was current enough or whatever. There could be all kinds of reasons, but that's a stupid reason. So then I just it bothered me for a while, but then I was like, you know what? Like that's mm-hmm. like 999% people say that I do have a good voice And this one person. Like, why am I listening to him? It's stupid. Oh. I think he'd, he probably didn't even listen to it. He just wanted a reason to blow her off, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great example. And I'm sure we can all relate to that too. Um, but it's, it seems to be human nature. Like, it, you know, my husband's a teacher and, you know, everybody's behaving in the class except one child oh, and it's yeah. easy to focus on that one and then let that, you know, but sounds like you've just learned to be resilient and, you know, even to be an advocate for yourself based on, you know, some challenges that you've had with health issues and, you know, the low vision you described, um, I think it's just very inspiring to me. I'm wondering if there's any questions. I, for some reason, my video is like frozen. Oh, yeah. This- just, just um, like reload your page. If you right click on the page and go to reload and then, but I do that okay. too. The video gets frozen. So I just revamped. So um, Jesse says, let's see. Um, do you have a bigger hit fan band for next time wait um okay I think she may not be talking to me but let's see okay um, so just kind of looking I just want to say hi I mean Carlene it's so great to see you I'm glad you survived the hurricane <laughs> oh my gosh oh, yes. what a nightmare um yes. Michelle Laura great to see you Jesse um Ingrid Crystal Elkins L. Thank you guys for showing up. Molly, so awesome to see you. Let's see. Yeah. Um, Lisa, Lisa Dean, Sweat Wegener. 
Yeah, Lisa's here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Now, Brie, mine says when I right-click it, it just says play, unmute, or show video. Oh, no, I mean like right-click out on the left side of the page where there's nothing there and tell it to reload your page. Oh, yeah. Okay, so gotcha. Molly says, like, why is it that we forget all the beautiful things that people say to us and remember that one terrible thing? And it's so yeah. true. It is so yes. hard. That is probably, I think, as an artist, the most difficult thing to get over. Mm-hmm. Because we always focus on the one negative thing, even though we're getting so many great compliments and comments. Right. Well, I think that's one thing that makes this group so awesome to have the female indie musician community because you find that you're not alone. I mean, there's encouragement for one another. And I just, I think it's great. Um, I mean, it's been helpful to me and um, I I just love the sense of community there. And then to take that even a step further in the Academy that that you built, just like you built the indie community, that there really is a sense of encouragement and supporting one another. And um, yeah, I mean, that was my whole goal because that's what I didn't have back then and wish I had had. So, I mean, that's really, I created a group that was for me back, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's great. Now my video thing is loading still. I can see you in the top corner, but I'm hoping. Oh, that's okay. Well, I'm just looking to see um, if there's, there's there's not a lot of questions in here, but. Yeah. um, I guess. Another thing I was really impressed with, too, just with your, um, what you shared with Dan Zubel, just, I mean, you were a stay-at-home mom with a two-year-old uh, daughter when you were, you know, doing that, um, but it just seems like you really figured out how to make the most of your time, and that's something I've noticed about you. You're very um, organized and very, um, but anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of focused on that lately because I feel like not a lot of people in the music space are talking about that. And I think it really makes all the difference um, Mm -hmm. of creating a way of being productive, but not be, not feeling like under pressure by it. That's the hard part because if we may create this like huge long to-do list, but then we constantly feel guilty because we're not doing it. So you know, finding ways, um, as I talk about in the academy and my courses, of parsing that out and relating it to goals and, um, you know, setting up your action steps and each day knowing exactly what you need to do to move forward, but not overwhelming yourself with too many things. You know, I always say, like, pick three things that you can do each day. And if, if you only have, like, an hour to spend on music, pick one thing. But then you'll feel accomplished. I mean, I I was working on a project on Monday and I knew I wasn't going to finish it, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel accomplished because I spent three hours working on this thing and I'm so much further to finishing it than I was going to be if I hadn't worked on it, even though I couldn't finish it. Um, Whereas this project's been like hanging over me for months, whereas I could have finished a bunch of other things, but I wouldn't have felt as, as accomplished as making a stride toward this like bigger goal that I wanted. It was really important to me. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's about figuring out what works for you. It really has to be personalized to the way you work, the way your family is and your situation is, whether you work full time or not. And, you know, it, I've, you've got to figure out when your productivity time is. 
because mm-hmm. for me, it's the morning, but for other people, it's night, you know, it, it, for some people, it's a, during their lunch hour, like you, you have to figure out what works for you and take advantage of that. Even mm-hmm. now, like when I do this full time, I'm constantly thinking I don't have enough time to do what I want to do. I've got, you know, a million more ideas than I can execute. We all experience that on some level. So, you know, don't, don't get discouraged. Just try to figure out what time of day is your best time to work on music and set that aside. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. And Brie, um, I, I see a couple comments too. Michelle Murray says, you know, in comparing ourselves to others can also mess with our confidence. Anyone oh, yeah. else relate? And I, I can, I, and I, um, I think when I started out, because I started out by recording my album in Nashville and all, you know, all of a sudden, boom, I was just out there and, and then, but didn't feel like I really knew exactly what I was. I mean, I knew music, but getting myself out there was hard. And so I started looking at people that were way further along with a lot of things, um, and maybe not giving myself enough credit, you know, for life experiences and the things that I had to offer. So comparison just is a trap that you, I don't know that anybody wins. So yeah, I think that's important to compare yourself to somebody that you can actually compete against. Like, you know, when you just started and yeah, Mm -hmm. you have this awesome album, but you don't have any experience in marketing. You don't have any experience in booking all that. You need to compare yourself to somebody who's booking themselves very locally, you know, in places that you feel like you could handle. Don't compare yourself to somebody that's already doing tours and, you know, performing in a whole bunch of big venues and, you know, there's songs all over the radio like that. You're just Mm going to set yourself up for defeat. And that's really how I, I started was comparing myself to local people that were doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, following in their footsteps and seeing if I could do it at least as well as they did, if not better, Mm -hmm. but not trying to compare myself to the big names and the people in the industry. I mean, we are outside of the music industry. Most of us, we make our own industry and we can't compare ourselves to people in the industry because they've got all this big money behind them and all this marketing machine and all that stuff. You know, it's just us and our laptop or whatever. So, you know, we need to Mm -hmm. be fair to ourselves and learn as much as we can and set the bar where we can actually, you know, like a, not, not set it low, but set it high, but high within our sphere. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think we need to be kind to ourselves too. I think um, as women, we can tend to be harder on ourselves. Um, I don't know if that's your experience, Brie, but, you know, and if we can't find someone local to look up to, you know, to go further, um, you know, around us. And you and I were talking about this yesterday, find someone that you that you like what they're doing that, um, you know, you can form a relationship with as a men, you know, for them to be a mentor um, and that they're doing what you want to do. And if they're doing it well. Um, and so comparing ourselves to people that have nothing to do with us or just, you know, that it doesn't, it's just not ever productive. Um, and Carlene here says, I think artists are incredibly sensitive people in general. And I, I agree with that. That's what makes us great songwriters, you know? So it's interesting because we have to balance that sensitive side with the tough, you know, the business side. 
uh, one other comment I have is just we can all we, we can sometimes feel like the grass is always greener on the other side. When you talked about us being outside of the industry as indie artists, the grass, as you talk to people in in that industry or whatever industry, it's not always greener. I mean, everybody has challenges. So, um, yeah. And I talked to plenty to- of people on the podcast that have been in the industry and left it behind because it was definitely not greener. So, right. Right. And so, yeah. So, and there are challenges, you know, no matter what we deal with, I'm just wondering, Oh, here's another comment. Michelle says 50 is not too old to build an online fan base. Mm-hmm. Don't think so. There's tons of people online, especially on Facebook. There's tons of people that are in your target market. And I'm sure, you know, Carlene can attest to this because she's, she's chosen, you know, her target market is baby boomers because that's the kind of music that she does. And they're out there. Like people are coming to her shows and joining her email list. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, um, you know, there's quite a few ladies in our community in their 40s and 50s. I know um, Jennifer McGill, Bohannon, mm-hmm. uh, and just did the thing she, you know, released her first album at age 40. Um, I just re- you know, released my first album at age 50. Um, and so I don't know, it's inspiring. And I'm, I'm seeing more women in the um, indie community are doing that. And I, I think that's an opportunity to help other women and to inspire them um, as we learn and grow. I'm just wondering, Brie, are there any, it's uh, just looking at the time here. I don't want to yeah, say we've been on here quite time. a while. Um, yes. Yeah. Is there any like last closing question or I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions, ladies, or I do notice that, you know, people are, are, are talking about things that I've talked about, you know, Ingrid said, thank goodness we have an inspiration vault. And absolutely. That's what I teach. Like we all have so many ideas swimming around in our heads and to have a place to keep those until we're ready to, to do them instead of trying to do them all at once. That's something mm-hmm. that I, that I teach um, in my courses is this ins- idea of the inspiration vault. So definitely like, don't let those, don't let your millions of ideas derail you. Cause we all have millions of ideas because we're all creative people. So um, I just wanted to, to kind of close it by what yeah. you just mentioned about Jennifer um, the most recent podcast that I released uh, this week, if any of you guys haven't listened to it, and I know I sent out awesome. an email saying like, it's possibly the best interview I've ever done. Like it's, she's just so inspiring and Absolutely. on so many different levels because she was kind of in the industry and then, you know, was very disillusioned by it. And um, now having the opportunity to come back, Uh, when she was 40 and released this album and go out and use her music to inspire people. I just think you guys will really be inspired by her. You will learn a lot from her journey and maybe see some of yourself in some of the stuff that she went through, because I know I did. Um, So that was podcast episode number 113. And you can always find that at femmusician.com slash 113. Or you can just go to femmusician.com and click on the podcast page and you can see all the, the ones that we have there. But highly recommend that one for sure. So I want to thank everybody for showing up. I want to thank Beth for doing this interview and taking the time to, you know, kind of do a little research on me and, and come up with some questions and deal with the tech issues and all that. Thank you guys for showing up, even though we started a little bit late. Boy, we were like down to the wire. I mean, we're texting back and forth. She's like, my computer's restarting, you know, all the stuff that, that happens on these these kinds of things. 
Um, but thank you, Beth, for doing that. Thank you all for showing up. And as usual, this will be available as a podcast tomorrow. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.